Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the College First Podcast. So good to have you with us today. I'm Brandon Kelly, lead pastor of College First Church of God. And I'm Kimberly Reese, connections pastor here at College First. Yes, that is the place where you work. It is College <laughs> First. College First. You had a little trouble getting it out, but you got uh, there. I'm tired. I'm uh, tired yeah, today. I yeah, oh. I got up early there. Uh, so we are in the midst of a sermon series called Stories of Power. Uh, I tried to get it called The Power Hour, but no one else wanted Man, to Man, I feel for... like you need to wear a workout outfit then. No, that's true. Power Hour. Uh, get a sweatsuit. No, thanks. No I'll thanks. pass on that. Uh, but we're, uh, we're spending time in the podcast talking about uh, our own stories of power, uh, sharing personal stories, having, we're going to have people come in, share their own personal stories of how the Holy Spirit is at work. In the sermon series, we're talking uh, through the book of Acts and the different things that God does through the disciples, regular, ordinary followers of Jesus. And we are regular, ordinary followers mm-hmm. of Jesus. And so we can do all those same sort of things. And so we'll share uh, some stories in that regard. And today is Kimberly's day to share a story. And uh, so, hey. My uh, turn then? Yep. yep. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep talking now, so you can't. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll yeah, have yeah. to interrupt you eventually. Yep. Kimberly, but... Kimberly's turn. Go ahead. Yeah. So so I, I have a background where uh, I believed that the Holy Spirit could move. I believed in miracles. But as I've heard Brandon say, and maybe we've heard during the sermon, uh, but I don't know that I always expected it to yeah. actually happen. So yep. that's where I was at theologically um, growing up and uh and so keeping that in mind. So during my early 20s, I worked for a ministry that did work down in Haiti and the Dominican Republic operating some schools down there. So I made some trips down to those countries and the island of Hispaniola on a somewhat regular basis. You said that quite well. Thank you. Thank you very much. So um, anyway, and so it was my very first trip down to, to the island, and I went down to the Dominican Republic side. I was a newbie at that time. I'd probably only worked at the ministry for two months or so, something like that. And so we had just arrived, just flown in the day before, and then the next morning we got up and went to worship uh, with the Dominican people, and it was fantastic, though all in Spanish, and I could only catch, you know, little bits and pieces. I knew enough from high school, and that was that was about it. Um, and they worship differently than how we do mm. in the United States. And so, you know, we were on hour three, I think, <laughs> of being in worship and just clapping and dancing. And it was a fun worship, even though I didn't know all of the words. <laughs> so just keeping that in mind. Um, and they were doing a time of prayer and healing at the very end. And I remember that there was a lady that came in. She came in late. She had a, a very heavy limp and was using a cane in order to get in. She had a, a younger gentleman with her somewhere in his teens. And they were just sitting down a couple of seats from me, but it was all empty between us. So I just remember her standing standing out to me. And then I remember her going forward for the time of prayer and the pastor at that moment was just praying over her and you know she she did the whole falling backwards thing which mm-hmm. i had only ever seen on television and not in person yeah, and i yeah, thought yeah. what is going on my 22 year old self thought what is going on? He, he didn't hit her with a sports coat, did he? he no sports coat was involved. Okay, but they did good. have people who would have the claws to cover up the ladies if they fell for modesty oh. and, and, and different things. And so, again, for me, this was all very new, very foreign. And, and though, again, I believed in the power of the Holy Spirit, just had never seen the working of the Spirit quite in this way. 
And so the lady then ended up standing up and holding her cane up and walking back without the limp Mm -hmm. back to the seat next Mm -hmm. to us. And I thought, what in the world? And of course, in my mind, I was a bit skeptical, if I'm honest, of, okay, is this this for real? Like, did she really have the limp that heavy before? Or was this a planned thing? How did this work? Yeah. And then after the prayers of healing, there was prayer, there was moments of testimony sharing if, if you wanted to. And the young man that was with her went up to the pastor, and there was a translator for us describing what was being said. The young man was, I believe he was 15 years old at the time. He had been going to church for years, was a follower of Jesus Christ, but was growing up in a home that they did not know Jesus. His mom was not a Christian. That was her very first Sunday. She had agreed to go with her son to worship. And she said she went up front not believing in Jesus. And then after the prayer stood up and realized that this Jesus that her son had talked about for years truly was a God of miracles Mm. and that she believed in Jesus Christ for the very first time in that moment because of the miracle that the Holy Spirit had just done on her body. And the son the whole time is hardly even able to speak because the tears are flowing so heavily down his face. And he said ever since he came to know Jesus at a very young age as a child, had prayed that his parents would somehow come to fall in love with the God that he also knew, but did not think it was ever possible because they were completely against ever going to church. And so we ended up speaking with the lady afterwards, and there were other people that were healed as well, but I happened to be sitting next to her. And she was just so overwhelmed by experiencing the love of Christ in that day that the miracle of the healing ended up being secondary to the miracle that she received in the relationship with Jesus Christ and just went on and on about how she could not believe that what her son had been saying about the good news of Jesus was actually was actually true. And so we had uh, we had lunch with the pastor that that day since he was a part of the ministry and. And he just was so casual about how the healings happened in my mind. I'm like, did you see that? That's amazing. That's amazing. Did you see this healing, sir? said, oh, yeah. I mean, we expect for healings to happen every time that we get together. Isn't this isn't this what you would expect? (laughs) And I'm still blown away at this point, just trying to take it all in. And then after reflecting on it later, just in am realizing even now about ways that I had fallen short in my own belief of the power of God Almighty working and the power of his Holy Spirit alive and well, because the pastor was the very first one to say, uh, no, this isn't anything I'm doing. This is the power of the Spirit that's at work within me. And he certainly can extend this power over to you as well, because he's at work in your life too. Yeah. So... It was a great time of learning, yeah. of uh, growing and expanding my thoughts. And then as I continued to go down to Haiti more and Dominican Republic more, I saw more and more healings that in a whole collection of ways of different stories that I could share about. Mm. Um, but then it, it opened my eyes to the ways that we tend to close off the power of the spirit within our own culture. Not mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. but but within our churches. You know, I went back to our to my normal church and I thought, well, why aren't we praying for yeah. healings here. Yeah. And we have the power of the Spirit here. Yeah. He's at work in us and in our lives. And what are we doing about it? Yeah. And I think um, one of the things I've noted is in in a lot of um, other, other countries, not the U.S. and generally not like 
Europe. Mm -hmm. um, there's a high degree of spir spirituality. Yep. And so um, there's a, uh, a perspective of uh, believing in and living in the midst of the, a spiritual world that's going around. Right. And Je I, mean, I want to say this carefully. Jesus is like an option. Obviously, mm -hmm. he's the option, yeah. but he's an option. And so there's a lot more openness to the things of the Holy Spirit um, and to the miraculous and God moving because that's a part of culture and that's mm -hmm. a part of kind of everything that they do. And uh, in the U.S., we're so closed off yeah. to spiritual things generally right. that even if you do believe in God, uh, even if you do believe in the Holy Spirit, seeing the Spirit actually move is just supremely countercultural. Yes, yeah. And so, so it becomes a lot harder for us to uh, believe those things, to ask for those things, because it's not a normal part of life for us. Right. You know, no, yeah. most people, most people in the U.S. aren't moving from voodoo to Christianity, right. yep. or you know, from mysticism or witchcraft or you know into mm -hmm. christianity um though, though those things exist in the u.s exactly it's but it's it's not near to the degree mm -hmm. and so christianity ends up being formed in the image of our culture rather than our culture being shaped and mm -hmm. formed by what mm -hmm. we see in scripture absolutely yeah, yeah. so that, i mean that's such a such an amazing testimony of uh, what's possible, and and I love that, like the everyday, ordinary. Yeah, of course, of course, oh, really, of course. Really, really, really. yeah. But I th I think you know generally as, as we walk through this uh, stories of power series, my hope is that this begins to stir for us that healing, deliverance, prophetic, and all mm -hmm. those things should be an everyday normal occurrence within the people of college first. Mm -hmm. um, they should be done in a healthy, biblical, yes. non-creepy sort of way. Right, right. But uh, that it should be happening mm -hmm. and it should be a regular occurrence. Mm -hmm. And I I'm hoping this will press us forward to that. Yeah, and that's exciting to think about. And as I think about just my own faith journey in regard to my relationship with the Holy Spirit, I would say, I mean, it's a... It's a growing thing, mm -hmm. like any relationship. And so that was one of my first growing moments. But since that time, goodness, I'm getting old as I'm thinking through the years of You are 56. Many, 50, oh, do I look 56? I mean, I'm haven't been able. I'm not saying okay. a thing. I'm not saying a thing. Oh, goodness. Anyway, um, but in, in thinking about that, that it's taken me years to get to the point where I ask for the miracles in yeah. the prayers. And, and it is a growing time. But. I hope that as whoever you are listening to this podcast, that you are open and allowing the Holy Spirit to continue to push you more, yeah. to continue to grow you more in understanding his power and allowing you to see the miracles that he's willing to do. Yeah, because I, I think generally for, for us uh, who didn't grow up with it, who believed it but didn't expect it mm -hmm. who, um, and want to uh, head in that direction, um, my experience has been it's it's one of um, risk initially, mm -hmm. of perseverance, and then breakthrough. Yeah. So uh, initially, there's going to be a little bit of risk. You're going to have to make yourself un uncomfortable. You're going to have to put yourself there. You're going to have to do something weird, mm -hmm. right? You're going to have to pray for healing as if it could happen right now. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be thinking while you're doing it, can God really do this? Yeah. And what if what, he does What's everybody else thinking around yeah, me right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so you, have to, you have to do a little bit of risk. And then... You have to persevere because it, it may not, something may not happen the first time. Yeah. 
or the second time or the third time. And it could take a year mm -hmm. of you trying mm -hmm. before you see something. Yeah. But that's what scripture calls us to do. It calls us to persevere yep. uh, in our faith and in the things we're trying to accomplish. And then as it becomes a regular thing, after you persevere, then you start to see breakthrough. Mm -hmm. That faith starts to build as we share stories of what's going on and as people are being healed and, and all the like. And then more faith is built and people yeah. more people get healed. Yep. And then it becomes a regular thing, mm -hmm. which I, you know, I hope if, if all that's the case, which I really hope for, I hope we don't like take it nonchalantly, like, you know, that, oh yeah, yeah, it's just something that happens. It's I think just, I hope we're celebrate every Absolutely. every step of the yeah. way. Every miracle, big, yeah. small, every miracle is worth celebrating in the way that God's working. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if if you're if you're listening in, uh, which. As I'm asking that question, I'm realizing that you are listening. You in. are, yeah, you know. Otherwise, you can't. There's not an, actually another option. Yeah, Brandon, there's really but not. Anyway, um, but uh, as as you are listening, um, that uh, that this begins to build your faith of what's possible, and that you would risk a little bit, um, even to ask a friend, a family member, not can I pray for you later, mm -hmm. though all those prayers still count, right? But can I pray for you right now? Mm -hmm. Can I put a hand on your shoulder and ask God to heal you right now mm -hmm. and see if he does? And if it doesn't happen, that's okay. Yep. God still loves them. God still loves you. Mm -hmm. There's still loads of grace. Holy Spirit's still powerful. But if he does, then what could happen? Yeah. And in particular, how might that lead somebody to know Jesus that doesn't know Jesus now? Mm -hmm. like, like this mom yep. with the limp. Yep. So uh, hopefully this inspires you, gives you a bit of faith. Uh, great story, uh, Kimberly. And um, uh, hope you take some risk. Give it a try. Persevere. Give it a go and see what happens. So uh, thanks for joining us to hear another story of power and uh, hope uh, that this is a blessing to you. Uh, once again, I'm Brandon Kelly. And I'm Kimberly Reese. And this has been the College First Podcast. <laughs>